A lot of people have the ability, the skill and the talent, but don't haven't put a name to it. Like I know managers that are not managers yet. I know artists that are not artists yet. I know people that, are, that paint, but they will never call themselves a painter or, or an artist. These are the young people from Vital's hometown, and mine too. The issue with Wolverhampton is that there is zero belief because there is zero infrastructure and there is minimal examples of anyone doing anything. Coming up, from infrared music discovery and making videos with his nine-year-old brother, to creating content for brands and playing at festivals. Hi, I'm Sean McGinty, and this is Digital Awakenings, stories about people and business. A digital awakening can change a life, change a business, and change a society. That's why I made this podcast, so I can learn how other people have done it before. So to my guest, Vital. He is the most positive human being I know. It would sound trite for me to list the reasons, but believe me, I've been with Vital under the most trying of circumstances and seen the positive force that changes people around him. I also think of him as an ally in a cause we share and very much hope that I am an ally for him. So Vital is a music artist, a presenter and a content creator. And the thing that connected us first was the music. But once we'd met, it was the way he spoke about his hometown of Wolverhampton and the situation of the kids who grew up there that really resonated with me. More on that later. I ask all my guests to upload three photographs that chart their digital awakenings, but the first time I see them is when we're talking. And first up with Vital, I wanted to find out what he'd been up to since we last met. And then I decided to move to London and I haven't told no one this, so you'll be the first person to hear this. The plan was to basically, you know, trans like evolve from, from local radio to national radio. Mm. I was in loads of conversations, like positive ones. It was either BBC London or, or One Extra, like things of that kind of nature. Mm. And I had some other stations I was talking to. And then literally COVID hit. <laughs> so oh, I moved to London in September 2019. And then between September 2019 and March, I was doing loads of things. And then like things like, okay, cool, we'll, let's go in for a pilot. I did that. And yeah, cool, we're finding time on the skit. And then bam, for example, in the BBC space, a lot of things just kind of not closed down, but you know, they had to kind of prioritize certain things. So I was almost like indirectly like, okay, cool. The focus isn't to get new presenters in right now. I think I'm allowed to say that at the BBC, the focus was to make sure we could stay on air under the tight restrictions of a pandemic. But the way that was done slammed the door in the face of a lot of new young talent. Vital makes music, creates content and presents all manner of things from hosting talks to full-on BBC radio programmes. He's great with people, he's a natural talker and with a charisma that lights up a room and stage. But as the restrictions tightened, his life career got cancelled too. The first instinct or the first moment where I realised, okay, I can't do what I used to do, is when festivals and shows got cancelled, my own tour, I had to postpone or cancel it. Uh, and then people messaging, oh, well, let's do a live show on Instagram and on Facebook Live. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I need the crowd. The whole point, of, I like performing to people. Mm. To Listen, you know this, it could be one person. I'm cool with that. Absolutely. But, I can't, but, but in front of the screen, to me, that's like, not backwards, but very 
awkward. So I did it once off my own back, like before I accepted any of the shows. I went on my Instagram live, first time you're kind of doing it. And I'm performing to like, no, like 20 to 50 people, like going in and out. And I'm performing, then I'm getting closer, looking at the screen, trying to read the comments. I'm like, well, this doesn't feel correct. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah. now there's more ways I could do that. But at the start, it was like, this isn't right for me. And I had to just accept it. That's that's the reality of it. I had to accept that these kind of things are what I'm going to do. So what I then did was say, you know what, let me step away from trying to perform to my little screen and let me interact with these 20 to 50 people that, that are in, in, in the conversation. And I started something called Let's Talk About Us. And that was a link to like the George Floyd, um, um, like passing, murder, whatever you want to call it. Um, and almost like the, obviously you understand this, the whole of last year brought up the energy of all the issues that are in society, like to everyone. Everyone can see it now. You can't ignore it. Mm. So every week, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday at 9 p.m. for a whole year, I did it for a whole year. I actually only stopped doing it like three weeks ago. Um, for a whole year, I did it and I just spoke about issues that we have. And I don't mean black people only. I don't mean gay or LGBT or I don't, I don't mean disabled or women. I'm talking everyone and everyone's issues, if that makes sense. So we just spoke yeah. and it was honestly for a whole year, every week for an hour, sometimes three hours was a great conversation. So when, when you say pivot, I learned to adapt to what is because of that my followers went up because of that i got bookings for different things i got sponsored to to do this instagram thing on my own thing people paid me to do it so you know I me mean, man like, i don't want to say oh i'm just a hustler or anything like but that's the that's the term you would say like i i make it happen if i need to make it happen and loads of other things happen but that was like the main thing for me is like adapt to what's going on and find my skill and passion and just like like convert it into what where we are now you know what i mean now to the place of Vital's birth. It's been a city since the year 2000, which as you hear, I didn't know. And it's been a town for a thousand years before that. It had the UK's first traffic light as well. Funnily enough, these aren't the things Vital gets into when I bring up the subject of home. Wolverhampton is one of the most talented places when it comes to finding creatives and, and rappers, singers, artists, producers, a lot of people have the ability, the skill and the talent, but don't haven't put a name to it. Like I know managers that are not managers yet. I know artists that are not artists yet. I know people that, are, that paint, but they will never call themselves a painter or, or an artist. And it's like the issue with Wolverhampton is that there is zero belief because there is zero infrastructure and there is minimal examples of anyone doing anything. Yeah. I actually hate the fact I decided to move to London because it's two things. If I didn't move to London, I'll be stuck in this space of trying to convince people how amazing they are. Yeah? But me moving to London, people messaging me like, bro, I want to do what... So I had to almost become the example by leaving the city, but I return a lot. It's just like, honestly, it's almost like walking through a neighborhood. Just imagine Wolverhampton is just a small neighborhood or a road. And you walk through the road and every door has pot potential, but the doors never open. So you know anyone driving through the city or for the road will never know how amazing that little kid is over there at doing X, Y, Z and that yeah. little girl over there is doing X, Y, Z. And that is like, the, I'm 29. That's the, the repeated pattern I've seen over three different generations. I'm sure that's like a thousand towns across the UK and probably the thoughts of many who were born there. Do I stay and try and make my home better or do I leave and try and better myself? 
Now, what about that first digital awakenings picture? Well, it's Kazar. Now, this is a place you could find all the music you wanted, and hopefully not everything you downloaded was unlistenable or spied on you. File sharing for me came first with Napster, but Vital remembers earlier, more circuitous ways of sharing the music he was into in his teens. This is like the 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 the, the birth of, of grime, grime music. And the only way you could get London grime music is if your friend, cousin, family member was in London, had a phone with infrared, sent it to their phone, drove down to Wolverhampton, saw you, said, have you heard this? You're like, no, cool. Get your phone out, infrared it, cool. That's my song for the next four months. So the M1, the motorway, not the Apple chip, was the information highway for the young music lovers of Wolverhampton. With the iPhone came picture sharing and eventually video, something Vital embraced as soon as he saw it. I was like 15. My brother was nine years old. I had an iPhone 4 or 3GS or something. Mm. And I remember wanting to do a video, I asked someone and they said for like 500 pound or 5,000, some crazy number, yeah. being a 15 year old, you know you can't afford. And I remember I've got this phone and it's just been updated because now it can do video recording. Um, I've got Windows Movie Maker on my, on my laptop at the time. Yeah. So I've just jumped in my mom's car, looked all cool and whatever else. I got this song that I've made. I'm like, I said to my nine-year-old brother, and ironically, he's one of the biggest videographers in the UK in the scene that he's in right now as well. So it's actually mad. But because of that instinct, instant, sorry, um, like I wanted a video done. I know if I want something done, I get it done. It doesn't matter about money or whatever. So I'm like, bro, just keep recording me rapping the same thing. Again, no example of how to edit a video, no understanding of what you're meant to do or do I put the music loud? Do I mime the lyrics? Do I whatever? I'm like, all I know is that I need to make it look cool and I've got limited time in the sense of my inspiration's high. So I'm, I'm mm. running with my inspiration. That was Vital's first self-produced video. It did well on the popular music site at the time, MySpace, so he made some more. All the time using the simplest of video editing tools, Yoldi Windows Movie Maker. He's learning all the skills with a mindset that gets you places. And a lot of people say, you know, like I say as well, it's the journey, not the des destination, but the mm. journey really is beautiful. Like it, if yeah. you sit down and I'm talking to you now, I'm, I'm almost stuttering and stopping because I keep thinking like, if I didn't do that that day, I maybe would have never done it. If I never heard that Eminem song, I you know what I mean? So it's like, that was the inception. And I was like proper young, young teens. Um, and that was the first time I would say I've made content for people to consume. So you talk about uh, Movie Maker, and I remember uh, <laughs> advocating that to everybody because you could, you could make videos you know they weren't great yeah but you could make videos <laughs> a big thing for me was getting hold of an apple product basically now one of your pictures is, well yeah. tell me about it describe it to me it's the beautiful colored apple mac isn't it this is so two things firstly apple have re-released the idea of that or paid homage to it with the new iMacs, which is proper cool and that mac maybe not that color was the first mac i had ever seen and I was in year six or five or four. So what's that year? Nine, 10, 11 years old. And I was in my school, went to a school called West Park in, um, in Wolverhampton. An original primary color plastic iMac is his second digital awakenings picture. The great thing was that his school had Macs, which was a big deal then. They looked good 
and the young Vital vowed one day he would have one. But this would be some years and a lot of PC frustration later. I think I was in sixth form and I was like, okay, I need, I need to just buy one. So I don't know if I used, uh, or it could have been uni. I don't know if I used my, my student loan or something like that. Yep. And I just bought one for like a thousand pound or something. And I've been Mac since like, you know, I'm on a, I'm on a Mac mini right now. <laughs> I'm talking with Vital, musician, presenter, and content creative. Picture three of Vital's digital awakenings is Bitcoin and a story of what might have been. My friend Wesley now, he's more the, the intelligent one. So he's telling him about this device called Cybercall where we can send messages to each other and it's free. He's telling me about Bitcoin and he goes, if, if I give him a pound, he'll give me 10 Bitcoins. I wish I gave him a pound that day because Bitcoin, obviously, it crashed recently, but the highest it's been was 60,000, no, 50,000 pounds or something like that. Um, so if I had 10 Bitcoins like a week ago, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I would be all right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it it, it was crazy because at that time, just reflecting now, it's, it's kind of hard to keep it linear because you, you, you've actually helped me bring up some like really cool memories of like the start of everything, the start of me getting into crypto, the start of or me understanding crypto, the start of me rapping, the start of me just loving technology. And, and if you could see what was around me or in front of me, I've got two mics here, speakers, cameras, like, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yep. Like everything's around me all the time. I love tech, man. Back to file sharing and a formative experience of somebody new rapping over an instrumental track. I had a friend called Klepto, his real name's Amari. Really, really good friend to me, man. Like, oh, best friend when I was that age. And uh, I remember him telling me again to download an Eminem, um, Eminem instrumental and then he was he came to my house and he was writing lyrics he wrote four he wrote four lines and it was his nickname at the time was Shade and he was like Shade don't take no for an answer switch on man like a fully grown panther hit hard in the chest just like cancer so I can only remember them three lines but I remember them because those are the first lines I heard anyone rap yeah. that I know yeah, yeah. so it's kind of hard to forget you know what I mean so he did that over this Eminem beat I think it was um, I, I S-H-I-T on you a D12 yep. or something like that um, and I was like, what? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't understand that a friend of mine is rapping like people that you see on TV and it was so good. So I remember like attempting the idea of writing. So the point is, to, I answered the question specifically. That was my inception or the, the, the initial point of me coming into music and understanding, oh, I can write music from downloading instrumentals from rappers I seen on TV because my friend came to my house and we loaded up my Packard Bell, I think, or, or was it Adele, I can't remember, one of them, went on this Kazaar, downloaded Eminem Instrumental, and that was the first one that come up. And he doesn't know, he left the house at whatever time he left, and I was there all night, because I, I never sleep, even, even at that age, mm. trying to understand how to write lyrics and, 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 and what, like, this was so infant in my mind, because it wasn't like I had any examples other than what I just heard, to know how to write, to know how to freestyle, to know how much bars go into a verse. I'm just writing a paragraph and trying to rap it. And in my head, it's good because I have no example of what it's meant to sound like, do you know what I mean? There's a lot of chatter in business and I do it about values and purpose, about what motivates an organisation to do what it does in the market. There are authentic brands with passionate leaders who want to make some money but also want to contribute to the betterment of society while they do it. 
and there are the tech giants that we all give our data, time and money to, who've made their filthy lucre on the back of division, hate and the algorithmic manipulation of an online ad marketplace. I asked Vital to tell me what he is and what he does, and his answer is imbued with his values and purpose. I think I use, I use music to propel all of my other skills and talents, that's the truth. And music to me is like an advert. And not everyone likes adverts, but there's some adverts that you can't get out of your head. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking like, is it the Dairy Milk one where, where, the, where the gorilla is like, yeah. dun, 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 dun. I can feel like that never leaves my head. No. And I always think almost, I want to like have an, uh, an advert feel to myself as in not promoting and preachy, but like you come in here to, 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 to gain something, to buy something, to invest in something, to be sold something and it could be a way of living uh, an ideology it could be music it could be media it could be mentorship it could be confident like you're, you're gaining something that's the that's my thing that's my thing so uh, if music is the core or the the foundation then from music you get media and in media it, it's it, it it goes out to presenting hosting mentoring editing videos um and anything around that and then on, on next to that, you kind of have what well, it kind of links, but it's it's like the 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 workshops, the conferences, the 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 talking uh, live com uh, live talks and speeches to young people, to mm. people who want to understand business. And then the other part is just this is more new, and this is I would say more linked to the COVID space in a sense of having to talk for more than just me. So music, media, mentoring, I call it the three M's. Um, that's for me. That's because I like to do mm. it. But what's greater than me is understanding that there's little young black kids, little little young boys from the area that I'm from, little young girls who don't have a dad or have a dad and he's terrible in, in his position as a father. And I'm not saying I could save everyone, but like I've been through so much positive and negative that I have a, I have a strong balance and my balance allows me to talk in, in an almost non-biased way, because I'm aware that, you know, my life is one way and other people have better and some people have worse. So I can kind of say, you know, listen, you don't have to go down that path because X, Y, Z, or I understand that you went down that path because X, Y, Z, or like you're an intelligent person, uni's for you, I get it, I went uni. And then the other side of me is like, well, uni's a waste of money, it's just, you're gonna be in debt. For, like, I can really see the whole pie or the whole mm. picture. And for me, that's like, um, like it sounds really like cheeky. I don't think I can put a price on on the value I feel that is. So when it comes to you know like I, when when it was like last year, I did a few talks around like Black Lives Matter. Um, I'll do talks just in schools for young people, and I always use music as a core to kind of you know bring them in, and then I kind of touch on like social topics. And it's not something I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be a political guy, but I just think if you have a tool, a skill, and you don't utilize it, then it's just it's just you're actually wasting. If you believe in God, mm. you're wasting what God gave you. If you believe in the higher powers, you're wasting what's there presented to you because that could have been someone else's skill. So, as I grow and I and I realize my skills and my talents and and my and I and I build my technical abilities, I just try to use them, obviously for for gain, gain as in val, uh, uh, financial. But I think there's a balance of I have to give without expecting. 
To give without expecting. Yes, it's a lofty goal for many of us. It's what parents have to do for their kids and it's what great leaders do for their teams. It creates a culture of altruism and positivity. So let's take a moment as we come to the end of this story for a big up to the legend that is Vital's mum. Not to brag, but I have to I have to do this because I only did this for my mum. I got like 20 GCSEs. I got four A-levels and I, got, <laughs> I graduated uni with a 2-1. This is like an old humble brag I used to wow. put out there, but I feel like I'm too old to say it now. How can you um, do that? How, what's what, 20 GCSEs? 20, yeah, so in my school uh, in Heath Park, where, where I went for high school, you was allowed to start, I think, in year eight. Obviously, the issue is if you start in year eight and you fail some core one. Well, not issues. A good thing. If you fail some, you can retake them. Mm. I didn't fail any of them. Mm. So I end up just saying, like, is there any GVNQs I can take? Is there any extra, like, things I can do? And, and, and I literally just, I think from, like, year nine to year 11, I was so on it. Not, I'm not saying I was the smartest. And I'm, I'm not even saying I was, I was, like, actively trying. I just made sure I minimum got A to C's. Vital's mum must be so proud of this achievement in his teenage years, but she must be also proud of the man he's become. I hope the seeds planted by Vital before lockdown can bear fruit in the coming months and they can get a larger platform to do what he does. From a business perspective, there's a lot to take away from our conversation with Vital. I loved hearing his authentic values and his purpose, but also how he adapted during the last year to what was happening around him. I like the metaphor he used about kids with talent staying behind closed doors on the streets of Wolverhampton. So in your business, just look at your team, find out what they're into, what they're good at, and you can open those closed doors. You might be surprised at the potential you unleash. Thanks for listening. Thanks also to Vital for telling us his own digital awakenings. When I'm not making this podcast, I enable small and medium-sized businesses to seize the digital opportunities around them. Go to bentleymcginty.co.uk to find out more. The music throughout this podcast is made by the remarkable band from Lancashire in the UK, Northling. There's a link in the show notes. Follow Digital Awakenings wherever you get your podcast, and go to digitalawakenings.co.uk or email me, sean at digitalawakenings.co.uk. This podcast comes out on the first and third Sunday of every month. So I'll see you in two weeks. Listener.